It's the beginning of a new year, and for many in the personal growth arena, this means it's vision board time. Many people make a vision board at the beginning of each year or at the beginning of a semester or in the fall to help them attain their goals more efficiently. If you're like us, you might have wondered if vision boards are biblical at all. You might have wondered if Christians should make a vision board, or is it simply a new age practice that we should stay away from? In this episode, we'll look at all four corners of the subject of vision boards. We're going to dig deeper into the subject to see if God condemns it, condones it, or perhaps understand that this is just one more tool for us to go further in expanding the kingdom. One thing is for sure, we will dispel the myth that this is just a new age sham. Are you ready? Let's dig deeper. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Well, I want to start by saying Happy New Year. We wish you Uh, lots of abundance and um, wonderful blessings that the Lord has for you in this coming year, in the year 2020. Uh, We believe that it's going to be a great year for kingdom expanders, for people, uh, Christians that are wanting to do so much for the Lord. I truly believe that He's going to bless you guys this year um, as you um, fulfill your purpose and get closer to your purpose in this year. Um, So, Back to our topic about vision boards. So if you're anything like we used to be, uh, we used to think that vision boards were sham. So whenever we heard the word vision board, we thought in our head, ding, 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 new age, and we'd roll our eyes and kind of dismiss it, right? So stop rolling your eyes and hear us out. First of all, a vision board is just a tool. It won't get the work done for you. You still need to put in the work. With that said, I'm going to give you a definition of a vision board. Some of you might not even have heard the term vision board. I doubt it because it's pretty much out there. It's very popular. But if you've never heard of a vision board, here's what it is. A vision board is a collection of images and affirmations of someone's goals and dreams. Cork boards are usually used as the blank canvas, then filled with images like photographs and magazine cutouts, inspirational quotes, and other significant objects that are meaningful to the owner. Okay, so that's the definition of a vision board. So it's like a collage of sorts that you see, that you you can look at every day. So the main question is this. Do vision boards really work? The short answer is yes, but 
a lot of you might be like, okay, so you're saying, yes, they work. Why is that? How do they work? How do you explain that looking at stuff uh, glued on a cardboard every day actually helps you to attain those goals and desires quicker or faster or more efficiently? But before we dive into the scientific facts of, of why this works, I just want to remind you that, you know, the reason we did this podcast is really because there is a Christian way to do this. So there is a way for you to get your goals and, you know, the, the things that you need to happen in your life and for your business to move forward in God's kingdom. This is just a tool to accelerate the process. Yeah. So you're basically using things that work and you're doing them in a way that's fruitful for God's kingdom. So let's not forget this while we're explaining all of this because there is a way that you can do this for Christians and for believers. And that's what we're going to get into a little later in the podcast. So Sebastian, would you explain to us why scientifically this works? Yeah, I think it's important to bring the scientific aspect of why this works. Uh, Christians generally are not into the hocus-pocus uh, visual, visualization stuff. Uh, and yet it does, the way God made our brains and wired us, visualization does work. It's actually a proven scientific fact. For example, Olympic athletes have been using visualization for decades to improve their, their performance. And the magazine, the well-known magazine, Psychology Today, reported that the brain patterns that are activated when a, an Olympic weightlifter lifts heavy weights are also similarly activated when that same Olympic weightlifter just imagines lifting the weights. So if he puts himself in the, uh, the visualization mode of seeing himself grab that heavy weight that's let's say let's say it's a goal of his. I don't I don't know what the weights would be because I, I didn't study Olympic weightlifting, but uh, there might be a weight that he wants to reach to be able to lift over his shoulders. So maybe just picturing himself lifting that weight up up to the knee high and then lifting it on his thorax and then lifting it up ab above his shoulders. Just doing those steps mentally visualizing himself succeeding at that actually activates the same part of the brain as if he was doing it for real now that's pretty powerful stuff and the findings in the investigation on visualization have discovered impressive results when actions are visualized as opposed to results so what we're saying here if you are just going to say, I'm just going to visualize the end result. So if, say, the same weightlifter would just visualize himself with the weight over his head and not visualize the process of lifting it over his head, it affects the actual results of that weightlifter. So when you visualize, you have to visualize yourself going through the motions of what you need to do in order to get the end goal. So this is tremendously important uh, when you understand how a vision board works, okay? This is very, very important. The action is so important. So the areas of the brain associated with the movement react the same as if you're performing the task. In other words, visualizing a result is less effective than visualizing the process of achieving the result. 
If you just think about, for example, having a yacht, the probability of having a yacht just appear is in your life as small. The probability of having that yacht increases dramatically when you imagine the actions needed to get the yacht. So for example, I don't know if you own a, a certain uh, business and you, you know how much you would need to make for that yacht. Well, if you visualize yourself doing the service or building the product to sell, to get that yacht, it's going to enable you to get the yacht instead of just visualizing the yacht. Okay? But both are good. But it's good to see yourself doing the action. So this is why on my vision board, I also included pictures of me speaking or writing or teaching or serving others in that capacity. So the actions of me serving others or working is what's going to bring those results to pass. Okay? So this is very, very important for you guys to understand. And another thing, we're going to get even more, uh, we're going to go even deeper scientifically here. Another thing we need to understand is there's this thing that we call reticular activating system. RAS, reticular activating system. It's a part of your brain that filters out all the information you receive. So imagine if there's no reticular activating system that filters out information. You're going to be in information overload all the time. So what the vision board does is that it makes you understand and reminds you or reminds your brain what is important to you and enables your brain to properly target its reticular activating system. The reason why you look at your vision board every day is for your subconscious to act as a sort of a heat-seeking missile. So when an opportunity presents itself to you, if this opportunity is aligned with what matters to you, or in this context, if it aligns with what is on your vision board, you will instinctively target and pursue it because you will automatically know this aligns with my vision board. This is something that's linking me to getting what I've, what I've envisioned. Okay? So, what's the big secret to creating a vision board that works? It's simple. Your vision board should focus on how you want to feel. Emotion is very, very important here. So, it's not just about the things you want, but it's also about how you feel when you reach that goal or when you do that thing that's going to enable you to get to that goal, okay? So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you, should, uh, you shouldn't put any material stuff on your vision board. No, 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 you should, like if there's something, if you need to change your car, you wanna upgrade your car or your house or whatever, you should put that there on your vision board. However, the more your board focuses on how you want to feel, the more it will come to life, it will come to pass in your life. Yeah, that's very, very important, you know, a lot of Christians are not really motivated by stuff. We're motivated by things that we need, um, you know, when it's based on a need. But, you know, we're not the type of people that are very into, big into materialistic stuff. So, for example, if you already have a nice car, most Christians are not really uh, prone to saying, well, I'm going to get this Porsche or this Mustang that I don't really need. Exactly. You know, yeah. we usually know that we can do better things with our money to help others. 
and I'm not saying it's wrong if you absolutely want one, but I'm just saying, you know, we're, we're smart enough in general to focus on what's important, you know. And for me, I did do, I did, um, do some of what Sebastian said on my vision board. But I also, since I'm a mom and I did talk to my kids about different things that we were going to do as a family um, when we reach a certain level of income, you know, that we, we feel that it's appropriate to, let's say, go on a certain trip or a certain thing. And, you know, we discuss these things together as a family because they are included in our business. They're a very big part of our business and what we do to help Christians and believers. And sometimes they have to, you know, sacrifice some mommy daddy time or, you know, on the weekends or this and that, like there's little times that we have to carve out. So we have to give them little incentives. And so the long-term goal is something that I had promised them. And so I put that something on my vision board. And for me, it's a reminder, not of the activity or the vacation, it's more of what I had promised them that we do together as a family. So for me, that that drives me more than if I would just say, I'm just gonna take this trip that I've always wanted to go at whatever place. For me, that's not gonna be a motivating factor for a very long time. Also, you know, when things happen, life gets busy and whatnot, you kind of forget about these things, but your kids don't forget them, right? Your kids are gonna say, well, you know, why aren't we doing this or why aren't we doing that? So it's important for you to stick on that goal if it's a promise that you did to your kids to put that in your vision board as well. That could be a very big um, source of motivation and reason for you to, to accomplish more in your business as well. So that can be a different uh, way that you can look at it. And, you know, I think that like we're talking a lot about this and scientifically and all that, but, you know, ultimately we live in a very fast paced world where a lot of distractions happen on a daily basis. You know, those of you that have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's all kinds of things that can distract you. And I think that this is a really powerful tool for you to have in your office where you can look at and be reminded of the things that are important to you because you do know, you know, the things that God wants you to become and you do know the things that you need to, to accomplish in your business. So all of these things by looking at them visually has a greater impact to remind you, oh, that that's why I'm getting up so early to do this. That's why I'm working longer hours because because this is the end goal. You're constantly reminded and that's why it helps you to focus and keeps you on track. Amen to that. Ultimately, what you want is for your vision board to serve you. It's a powerful tool and you need to uh, make sure when you build it that it's going to serve you to attain your goals and to help you expand on the dreams that God put in your heart. God puts, he puts dreams and visions in our hearts and that vision board should reflect that. So it should serve that. Always keep this in mind. Vision boards without properly directed actions are simply delusion boards. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because that's, that's the crux of the message. Vision boards without properly directed actions are simply delusion boards. For example, if you put on your vision board uh, the Eiffel Tower, you really want to go to Paris to the Eiffel Tower, but you don't consider that it's going to cost you a plane ticket that you need to go on a plane. So for example, if, you have, if you're someone who's never taken a plane, you have a fear of flying, but you want to go see the Eiffel Tower. 
in order for your vision to, to become complete, you might have to find a way to overcome your fear of flying first. You know, there's going to be steps that will need to be made by you in order to go see the Eiffel Tower. You're going to need to cross the Atlantic in that jet. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people I talk to uh, always talk about them wanting to write a book someday. Oh, yeah, I want to write a book someday, you know. Well, that could be part of your vision board. You can make a nice image on Canva of what you think your book title would be and your book is about and put that on your vision board. And so that when you're reminded that every day you have to take a little part of your day or every week a certain carved out time to write your book, you're constantly reminded of that. Because honestly, most of you will forget about it. You're going to remember it every six months. Oh yeah, that's true. I started that chapter oh, months ago. Yeah. I, I should continue that. Exactly. You know? Well, the book won't write itself, right? So even if you put writing a book on your vision board, guess what? You're going to be the one writing that book. It just won't write itself and you're not going to have New York Times bestseller magically because you hummed and awed all day imagining your, your, your book. Exactly. You're going to be the one doing the work. Exactly. So by looking at it, it's a constant reminder of how in that day you're going to make time for that. Yeah. How you're going to make time for that in that week. You're constantly reminded. So even if things are busy, you know, obviously it's always better to put, carve it into your agenda. But it's a good reminder if it's one of those side projects when you see it you're like oh yeah that's true you got right instead of you know surfing facebook for two hours on a saturday i should do an hour of writing that book you see it got it right so gotta you'll write, do gotta it right. got it right got it right got it right <laughs> <laughs> it's good for authors trust me uh next up i want to talk about what i called accidental vision boards accidental vision boards what the heck is that? What's an accidental vision board? Is it like when you run into a catalog and it rips and it, all the pieces fall onto a piece of paper and they glue themselves? No, 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 that's not, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you guys some example. And you probably, in your own life, you probably put the vision board process to work for you in your own life without even knowing it. I'm going to give you some examples from my life and the lives of others that are going to make you go like, Huh, I never considered that. For example, when I was a kid, when I was maybe between the ages, I think, of uh, 7 to 12 years old, we had a store back in Canada, and that store was also found in the U.S., so if you're American, you probably remember it. It was called Consumers Distributing. And Consumers Distributing had these amazing catalogs where the toy section were dream makers for kids like for me i mean i could spend hours just looking at the toy section dreaming <laughs> of the toy i coveted in that toy section we all did that <laughs> i think we probably did their, their catalogs were amazing but the point i'm trying to make is this without knowing it by looking at that catalog every week and dreaming about the, holding those toys, having those toys. I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually putting into practice a vision board. My vision board was the pages of that catalog, and I visualized those toys in my hands, in my room, me playing with them. What would I do if I had those toys? I kept dreaming about it day and day and, and always thinking about it, eventually, these toys, and I remember exactly the toys that made me dream so much. I got them. I got Some took longer than others, but I eventually got all of those toys. They, they came into my life. 
So it worked for that. Another example I want to talk about is I was in my mid-twenties and I had a friend from church who was, uh, he was studying, he was studying hard at McGill University to become a teacher, but his dream, his ultimate dream, was to become a theologian and pastor, okay, and or pastor. And I remember we were in his apartment uh, quite a bit, and uh, I remember on his wall, he had cut out a picture of the pastor and theologian John MacArthur. He was, he was a big fan of John MacArthur. So he cut out the face of John MacArthur, stuck it on his wall, and he put a, a word bubble, like in the comics, which said, don't give up, son, because he was working very hard. He was working hard at studying, and he was living on his own, and he was away from his parents, and it was, it was hard, you know? He, he, he didn't have it easy back then. So he had this reminder every day where he looked at the face of John MacArthur telling him not to give up, to keep pursuing that dream of his. Of course, I am sure, I haven't spoken to that guy in like maybe 20 years, uh, but I'm sure if I spoke to him today and uh, told him that maybe he should have made a vision board, he would say, no way I would do that. That's new age. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. And yet, accidentally, he was still practicing the vision board concept with that picture to encourage himself to keep pursuing uh, that degree. And today he's got a master's degree in theology and divinity. He is a very successful theologian and pastor in France. So he moved to France and he's, he's doing that today. Uh, another example I want to give you guys, uh, of an, uh, that's probably the best one yet. And Liz will, will help me expand on that. But uh, my daughter Marissa had written down, we have a family calendar at home that's very big, where we write all of our appointments and important events and all, th all that stuff. And she took a pen, a colored pen, and she wrote on that calendar that she wanted a certain toy for her birthday. They're called pick-me-poms. So she wrote pick-me-pop on a specific date when she wanted us to go buy it. It, had, it wasn't even put on her birthday, so she didn't even write it down on the date of her birthday. She, she wrote it maybe a week prior or two weeks prior. She wrote that down. Pick-me-pop today. That's what she wrote on the calendar in her awkward seven-year-old handwriting. And, we, of course, my wife and I, we thought nothing of it. We just thought it was cute. And we never, I, I never looked at it. I mean, I didn't glance at that. I just once remember asking Liz, what's, that, what's written there? What did she write there? And, and, and Liz told me, oh, oh she just wrote, a toy she wants. Just a toy she wants. She wrote, like, pick me, Pop, whatever. So one day we're... We're working, we're, we're, we're doing our, our, our work, our daily work. Like and, weeks later. Oh, yeah. Well, not, not, not weeks later that she wrote it, but she had written that, like she had written it down on that date, but that was, she had written it prior to getting to that date, right? Yeah. So one day we're working and I look, I turn to Liz, I say, hey, would you like to, to go eat out for lunch? And she goes like, yeah, that'd be great. So we get dressed, jump in the car, go downtown. We have lunch. We have a great time. And then Liz says, oh, we should stop at so-and-so store. I've got stuff I need to buy. Okay, stop at the store, need to buy. And then what happened, Liz? You could maybe fill me in. I, I... Yeah, and then so we started looking at the sales of toys. And I said, oh, her birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. So we should look at the different discounts on the toys and see if there's something that she'd like that's, that, you know, is something that we'd like to buy her. So we look at the the toys and there's a bunch of pygmy pop 
and they're actually liquidating them. There's like a clearance. And so we buy quite a few of them and we're like, oh, she's gonna really like that for her birthday and a few other things. And so we get back home and I hide them in my secret hideout so that they can't find, <laughs> can't find the toys. And uh, we're doing stuff and in the kitchen I notice, I, I glance at the calendar and I notice that exactly on that day, it says pick me pop today. And so I literally, without even realizing it, I didn't even look at the calendar that day. We had no intentionality whatsoever to go out that day and buy a pick me pop. Trust me, that exactly. was not part of the plan. And the thing is that that's our family calendar. So we put like family stuff on there, but generally speaking, most of the important things are in my own agenda. So I don't really look at that very often. And I just like, it was stuck on the fridge and I just kind of glanced at it. And I was like, oh my gosh. We actually went out to buy Pygmy Pops on the exact same day that she wrote Pygmy Pop today without even realizing at all. So that's just how powerful a vision board is. A kid can make a vision board accidentally. Like the, I gave you the example of the, the consumers distributing when I was a kid and, and Marissa, she wrote that down intentionally. I mean, when she wrote it down on that calendar, she said that on that day, they're going to buy me a Pygmy Pop. <laughs> she didn't even harass us with that. She didn't my, talk my to us about it. My son's done the same thing. He has a calendar in his room and he's written down certain dates that he's wanted a certain game. And <laughs> without, like, I never even look at that thing and I was amazed. Sometimes he'd actually get that game around the exact same date that he wrote it just because, you know, someone out of the family, out of Spare Blue, would say, hey, what does, you know, Jason, what would Jason really like for his birthday? What can I get him? And, you know, he'll tell that person and it's exactly in that time frame that he was supposed to get it. It's, it's really weird, but it, it does work. It worked. <laughs> and it's kind of freaky, to be honest. When, when Liz showed me on the calendar that, that date and the written down pick me pop today, I was like, holy, what just happened? <laughs> I was in shock. I, but, but at the same time, I knew what had happened. I understood, but I was like, that's how powerful it is. Like, you in, in the hand of a seven-year-old, it's strong. It's very strong. It's something that we need to come to an understanding as believers, just how powerful a tool it can be. So the other question I want to address, and I'm not going to go in super detail, but I think it's important to address. The question is, are vision boards new age? So vision boards have achieved popularity in the past, I don't know, couple of decades maybe since the release of the book, The Secret. And we know also that Oprah Winfrey has endorsed uh, vision boards a lot. So that didn't hurt. And, and they became very, very popular, especially in the new age crowd. And of course, all this endorsement from, from the new age side of things uh, makes most believers cringe at the thought of making a vision board for themselves. But here's why you shouldn't. First of all, we said it before, a vision board is only a tool to give yourself and to give you a visual target to stay focused on what God put in your heart. Okay, so it's not an idol. Get that out of your heads. It's just a tool. And when you research on Google vision boards and Christians, or are vision boards for Christians, or should Christians have vision boards? You find all kinds of information, some endorsing vision boards, but many more 
condemning vision boards uh, as it is that it's saying, ah, it's new age, stay away from that, it's demonic, blah, blah, blah. Here's a rule of thumb, and I, I want to put all this to rest because I think it's a whole bunch of nonsense. Here's a rule of thumb for the believer who chooses to make a vision board. We should make a vision board with the same mindset that is found behind Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 17 and 18. And Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 17 and 18 says this, You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. So in, in this passage, we, God is reminding us, don't get, don't get cocky. You're not doing this by yourself. It's me who gave you the power to do this. Okay? So let's paraphrase it. I made a, I made a paraphrase. I think it's going to really uh, sink in your brain what I'm trying to say here. Okay? So if we paraphrase this passage concerning vision boards, it could say this. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my vision board have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the desires of your heart which are on your board. So that's the context you have to keep it in as a Christian, as a believer. And, and let's be honest, I, don't, I didn't find, like I know I've seen a lot of articles about vision boards written by Christians who are endorsing vision boards, who are trying to find scriptures that really, like they're kind of pulling them out of context saying, here's, it speaks of a vision board. And, and I didn't find that it really does speak of a vision board. However, there's a lot of Bible passages that speak of vision and the importance to have a vision, okay? So this is definitely in the Bible. And the first such Bible verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 29, 18, which tells us, and it's a popular verse, where there is no vision, the people perish. So, so obviously, it is extremely important for a believer who is a kingdom expander to have a vision for their lives, okay? And there's another verse that is widely used by Christian vision board enthusiasts, and it's Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, that says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. Now, obviously, there's a whole context to that verse, but it's interesting to note that the Lord said, record the vision. I think that's very interesting. Record the vision. And the word vision here in Hebrew is shazon. Shazon. And it carries the meaning of a dream. Okay? A dream, a, a leading of the heart, a revelation, or a word from God's heart to your heart. And the, the, the word record the word record used in that passage comes from a word that means to write, but that same word also can mean to draw, to sew, to bind together, to describe, to inscribe, to write down, or to register. So I find that very interesting about that passage in Habakkuk chapter 2. So obviously when someone starts talking about vision, and goal setting, writing it down, visualizing, or the term law of attraction, or even the term, the very new agey term, manifesting. 
Most believers feel very uneasy when they hear those words and they think, New Age alert, New Age alert. So when you think that, you steer clear, right? So you, and it, that's not really good. Keep in mind to always chew the grass and spit out the hay. In the arena of New Age teaching, there are some concepts and parts of teachings that do align with scriptures. Okay, there are some things that contain great truths. So it's unfortunate that some believers have left God's leading out of it. I've said it many times, a lot of believers in having that kind of knee-jerk reaction when they feel like this is new agey, it's a knee-jerk reaction. What they do is they throw out the baby with the bathwater right away. But then there's other believers, perhaps like you who's listening to this, that are interested in what God is saying. Because you're feeling the maybe a tug of the Holy Ghost telling you that there might be something to that. There might be something you're missing. And as here's the thing. I don't think God wants any believer to miss out on any truth. Okay, He's the Spirit who's going to guide us into all truth. The Spirit who's going to guide us into all truth, the Scripture says. Not some truth. Not some doctrinal truths. Not the truths endorsed by your denomination. But all all truth. So keep telling yourself that and, re and remember that. Yeah, and that's a really, really powerful um, point that you brought there. And you know, perhaps you've been setting goals for years and it just hasn't worked for you. You're getting, you're getting frustrated. You're wondering why you're not achieving your goals. And you know, I know it could be frustrating sometimes. You know, your heart is in the right place. You want to add value to people. You want to be a servant leader. And you're just not seeing the results that you want to see. And I would tell you to start out with, we did um, a really good, you can go check our website at povertyisnovirtue.com. So it's a page on our website that we created that explains to you the the money mindsets, the negative beliefs that we have concerning money. And, you know, all of that has to be solved. All of that has to be, you know, you have to get to the bottom of those beliefs and see that money is just a barter system, that it's just a tool that you need to advance in God's kingdom. And once you understand those fundamental points that we mention in that short teaching, um, you're going to understand that it's not wrong to, to have these wants and to have these needs to grow your business or to, to better things for your family or to better things for your church or for whatever mission, whatever God has put on your heart. So you need to go through that. It's povertyisnovirtue.com. And then, you know, when you start, when you've understood all those, those money mindsets and you're clear on that and you're like, okay, you know, it's a good thing for me to have goals. It's a good thing for me to want more, to expand God's kingdom. When you're in that right mindset, mm -hmm. then God can work with you. You know, then it makes sense for you to create a vision board because ultimately it's between you and God and it's about the dreams he put in your heart. It's about the vision he gave you for your life. It's about you putting things into place to enable you to get there faster and more efficiently. So your vision board is just an extra tool. You know, so it's not, we're not talking about, you know, when Sebastian mentioned earlier about New Agers and this and that, I'm not, we're not telling you in any, in any way to go start listening to New Agers. 
but we just believe that certain things like the vision, uh, like the visualization by looking at your, your vision board with the right props, with the right things that are there to move you further to your goal to, to expand God's kingdom is a powerful tool. Yeah. So you're using it to your advantage. We really, really believe that God gives you, uh, the Holy Spirit gives you a plan yeah. to what you're supposed to do as a business to help you to provide some income for your family. And um, he's going to guide you in that process. And all of that is part of his plan for you and your purpose. So all of that should be seen on your vision board. Yeah, and, and that's interesting that you bring up the plan. When you make a vision board, and on your vision board, you're going to have pictures, affirmations, all kinds of stuff that we didn't go into the, in this episode. But uh, when you, you, you meditate on these things and, and pray and, and you're, you're, you have that vision board going, God will bring you a plan. He will give you thoughts, ideas that are plans to get... To, so in other words, your brain will... He will work your brain, basically... It will work your heart and your brain to align with that vision board. But oftentimes we're going to put something on our vision board and we have no idea how we're going to get there. It could be anything, right? It could be, uh, I don't know, meeting someone that you've been wanting to meet for a long time and, and you live three countries apart or, and you're like, how am I going to ever going to meet such and such a person? And, and you have no clue. But sometimes God, not sometimes, when you do that, when you put that on your vision board, God will bring it to pass by giving you a plan. And unless you implement the plan, unless you do the actions, that's why I was talking about the actions, when that plan comes, you have to act on it. And that's going to enable you to reach your goal that's on your vision board. So, for example, if it's meeting a certain person, well... It might be that God's going to give you a, I don't know, if you're a speaker, you might have a speaking opportunity in that particular country. And you're going to, first thing you're going to have to do is say, yeah, yes to the opportunity. Then you're going to go by plane to, to give your speech. And you're going to learn that in the same hotel, there's another event taking place where that particular person you wanted to meet is actually holding a conference. Yeah, And, and, and all of a sudden, you, whatever was on that vision board for the last couple of years, becomes a reality in your life. So it, it doesn't come, it's not clear cut. You know, so when you put, let's say, I want to meet so-and-so person, they're not going to come ringing your doorbell and say, here I am, you lucky you. It's going <laughs> to be more like through a, a process and a plan, a domino effect, but you have to be open to that plan and open to implementing the action to just obey the voice of the Holy Ghost and you're going to see amazing things happen in your life. Yeah, and you know, it can't be like something super far-fetched either. I mean, you know, um, I think it's important to dream big, but to kind of be realistic. And it, it has to always align with the tools and purpose that God has called you to do. You know, for some of you that are listening that are pastors, well, you know your church is too small f to, to hold all the people that you have. And for you, your vision that that God has called you is for a bigger church, for a bigger establishment. You're thinking, well, how is that going to happen? It doesn't matter. You put a picture of a bigger church on your vision board and maybe some faces of people in your congregation in that church, yeah. and God will show you a plan of how that's going to come to pass. Yeah. It might take a little while, but he will show you if that's his, um, 
if that's what's supposed to happen and you know it's all about expanding god's kingdom he wants growth he wants abundance for your life and for your congregation and it might be your business maybe you know right now you have a nice team uh, of people in your business and you would like it to grow exponentially you want to touch people's lives you want to help people financially and so you can make a picture of that team what does that team look like how many people are in that team and put a fictional image it doesn't matter you know but picture try to picture it because sometimes it's so abstract in our heads yeah. that we end up aiming so low in our goals and not seeking that plan to make that happen because we, we're not seeing it you know and that's that's the power of of doing that and it takes time it's like you know there's a process into that and that's why we um we created a workshop for you guys to simplify the process because we realized that you know by tweaking it every year and by doing different things how it was changing and we're looking at the content out there online uh, which is very, very basic. And it's, you know, not something that a Christian could really use to make a proper um, vision board for a believer. Mm-hmm. So we created the workshop, vision board workshop for Christians. It's going to be available in the next couple of weeks, um, probably like sooner than later. It's it's not going to take too long for us to, to process this. Um, it's already in the works. So you're going to be able to uh, get access to that workshop. We're going to put a sign-up form in the show notes of this podcast episode. So you can go to thrivingonpurpose.com and click on the episode Vision Boards for Christians, which is episode 70. And on the bottom of the show notes, you'll see a sign-up form. So you just put in your name and email uh, in there, and then we'll let, send you a notification when the workshop is ready. It won't be expensive. It's like $10 for the workshop. You're going to have access to a video of us explaining all the types of questions we asked ourselves. We went into detail to show you all the the, the keys that go into this, you know, how it, full, how it intertwines in our purpose, because it's not only about material wants. It's about more than that if you want it to be effective. Yeah, there's many, many components to a vision board that you need to consider if it's going to be effective. And we're going to go through all of those during the workshop. So basically what we gave you today is information about vision boards, how they work. But now in that workshop, we're going to get down to the real fun part. It's the fun part, really, where you're going to get to build that vision board, where you're going to really ask yourself the right questions to know what to put on that board that's going to work for you. Yeah, And 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 that's the fun stuff. Exactly. That's the fun part. And you're, you're going to realize that you're going to get to know yourself in a different way because, you know, sometimes we say we want a certain thing or we want to do a certain thing for God. But when it's time to really visualize what that looks like, it's a whole process. So you're going to get to know yourself better, uh, have clarity on your goals and where you're going in, uh, in this year, uh, 2020. And this is going to be a workshop, you know, that's timeless. These principles are timeless. These questions are timeless. Uh, so invite your friends to that as well to sign up for that. They're going to enjoy it as well. And uh, we'll also have a guide, like a checklist, where you're going to be able to print out and really go through those questions and fill out that information and then process that and say to yourself, okay, what picture looks like aligns with what it what it is you know that i i'm working towards and we're also going to show you how to create to go with your vision board your very own purpose statement and i'm not going to say more 
but you're gonna see that the purpose statement is um, kind of like the other wing of the vision board that's really gonna help you align even better and have an even more powerful than the traditional vision boards that are out there. You're gonna have something that has tremendous um, value and impact in your own life, a great, great tools that are gonna work together for your good. And, and that's what the thing is, right? That Paul Martinelli says this oftentimes, uh, as I've heard this question before, it's like, well, what do I do with my vision board if I find it, like if it, in other words, if your vision board doesn't bring you any more joy, if it doesn't bring you a smile to your face every time you look at it, take your vision board to the backyard, shoot it in the head, <laughs> bury it, and make a new vision board. <laughs> or you can just add it, you know, take off some, stuff that you put on it and replace it with other stuff that that you feel is more like oh i've been thinking more about so and so instead of so and so so i'm just gonna paste that on it instead so vision boards are not we say in french couler dans le béton how do we say this yeah they're so not they're not a permanent fixture they always evolve alongside with you because guess what <laughs> your vision is gonna as you uh, go close get closer to it with by walking with god things change the way you see things change what you desire changes yeah, and so we're going to explain to you exactly the process and how that evolves and changes because um, there is a process and there are positive outcomes that are going to happen because this is an effective way of doing it because of the purpose statement. All of that aligns together and you're going to have results. And because of that, we're going to explain to you another process, another something that we add on to that that really makes it a blessing and it's really um it's really a beautiful way to acknowledge god's goodness and the abundance that he does provide in your life and so all of that aligns together so i can assure you that not only is it effective that you're going to get results by doing this it's going to keep you on track you're going to have um, wonderful things happen to you in 2020 by applying these um, these powerful questions and this whole process in the workshop and it's not super time consuming it's not something that's going to take you forever to get through it's very hands-on practical and so you'll be able to to put this into practice as soon as possible um, by following us with the steps in the workshop so i encourage you to look for that um, so all you need to do is go to episode 70 uh, vision boards for christians and sign up on the form and we'll notify you when it's available so we hope that this clarified the question for you is vision boards are they for christians i hope that you understood the whole uh, teaching of how this is a, a powerful tool for uh, for you and not against you and that it is not an ungodly practice if it's done the right way It's very effective for believers and what I love about vision boards is it's a really really great self-accountability tool Because whenever you look at your vision board, you're like Liz said earlier. You're reminded of what you should be doing <laughs> yeah so it's a great way to keep yourself accountable and it's and you'll see in this workshop it's also a very good um we're gonna use it in a way that you're gonna be able to apply gratitude to it and um and use these things to be a testimony to what god is doing in your life so there are powerful powerful ways for you to use uh, the abundance and 
the answers to prayer and the answers to your goals and all that to show uh, even unbelievers how God does answer those, you know, those visions and those goals that you have for yourself. So we're going to get into all that great stuff. So we hope that you enjoyed it. If it blessed you, please share it with other believers. We know that it's going to help other Christians in the coming year. So be blessed. And thrive on in 2020. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 